Welcome, it's the Battery Podcast with Peyton and John. Thanks for joining us in our inaugural effort. We'll see how this goes. This may suck. Hopefully not. I think we'll be all right. You think? You, I, yeah. You have uh, more excited. faith in us than I do. I'm excited to see what happens. Well, you, you dressed up for the occasion. You've got your <laughs> master's apparel on. Well, it was a must. It's a sports podcast, and we had the great honor to go to Augusta this year. So why not wear it? I've worn it about 40 times since then. <laughs> Like three weeks ago. Have you showered since <laughs> we left Augusta? Are you just worn I, that on completely? I touched the tee box there at Augusta. Haven't washed that hand. <laughs> uh, met John Rom. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, we had a good time there. It was awesome. It was fun. Once in a well, maybe not once in a lifetime. Hopefully not. Hopefully next year and the year after that and forever. Yeah, we just have to you know pay a lot of money for <laughs> that guarantee. But welcome to the Battery Podcast. That was actually kind of where we got the name of the podcast yeah we took a tour of the brave stadium down there and man it was awesome it very beautiful out in the suburbs have good shopping good food right there by the park and yeah it was pretty awesome very hank aaron themed too which was a nice touch it was uh you know the cardinal fans yeah bush is great and ballpark village is spectacular but this Blows it out of the water. It was probably the coolest Hall of Fame like display I've ever seen too. That yeah, they you were had. really into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it was hard. It's big hard history to even guy describe. Over here. Yeah, yeah, big history guy. They did a good job of displaying what their team history was with the name changes, the locations, and stuff like that. But did a good job with the player numbers and retired numbers display as well. It was beautiful. Anyway, this is not a Braves podcast, but uh, we'll talk uh, a lot of different sports. We won't be knowledgeable in them all, uh, but that's okay. We're here to have some fun. Peyton, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, I went to Nixa High School, uh, played baseball there. I enjoy playing golf in my free time and just graduated from Drury University here this May and now I'm currently working in the athletic department under Ed Beach as a graduate assistant. So, yeah, big sports fan. What was the highlight of your uh, your golf life? Uh, I shot a one under at TPC Scottsdale with my friend uh, two summers ago. So, and they did sign the scorecard, so it is it's confirmed. Legit. It's legit. Brock Sanders, great guy. If you've ever met him, he will confirm it. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> We'll have to take him at his word. Is th- isn't that where they play the the waste management? Yeah, the waste management open. It was literally. Were they, were they throwing beers no, on you? No, at what, didn't, fifteen or sixteen. I actually bogeyed sixteen, so that stunk. And when there's no grandstands there, it's just pretty much a wide open desert on either side. Oh, so okay. I, there was no taking your shirt off no, like Joel no. Damon did or anything like that? No, <laughs> No, it didn't do anything worth doing that. But, yeah, I hooked one. No, one under is pretty good. Yeah, it was awesome. I made like a 25-footer on 18 to save par with my friends heckling me. So it was a lot of pressure They heckled there. you when yeah. you had a big putt? Yeah, like, oh, man. some friend, huh? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, all right, so that's Peyton. I'm John. Uh, I don't know. Never was very good at sports, so I decided to talk about them instead. Went the broadcasting route and then uh, realized as I got married and wanted to start a family that, I don't know, earning like $6,000 a year was not going to cut it. So uh, the broadcasting's on the side. And, um, yeah, that's that's about all you need to know about me. 
So oh, also Cubs fan. Yeah, I'm so a I'm a Cubs fan. Don't tune out yet. He's a good guy. Don't hold it against <laughs> them. Yeah. But a Cubs fan. Uh, you know, I like most of the sports, but uh, the Cubs are are probably my number one. Cubs in Mizzou. Can so. you explain how you became a Cubs fan? Yeah, I that was tragedy. I was ten years old. And Sammy Sosa was hitting bombs left and right on WGN. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did not get, I think the Cardinals were on Fox Sports Midwest at the time. We didn't get that on TV. So I watched Sammy Sosa, you know, at Wrigley Field, blasting him and doing his little hop, skip, and a jump. And uh, and then the peace sign to the camera yep. that he was known for. So, yeah, that uh, that got me into the life of a Cubs fan. I didn't know they sucked at the time. But and what are your thoughts on Steve Bartman? <laughs> <laughs> After the World Series win, was the tension eased uh, a little bit? You know, there? I forgave Steve Bartman a long time ago. Okay, good. Long time before most people probably did. <laughs> did you ever watch the 30 for 30 on that? I th think I saw a few bits oh. and pieces, but I just remember he had to go into hiding. Um, that whole like that. I mean, they were like chanting at him. The whole stadium was. It was not, it's not a good yeah. moment. Uh, just shows how great and <laughs> wonderful the Cubs fan fans base are. Is. <laughs> Best fans in baseball. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we got a few things we want to talk. Uh, you want to kick it off with MLB, and then we'll talk NBA playoffs, which will be interesting because you haven't watched much, and I've watched, like, none of it. Yeah. So that'll be great takes. And then uh, some golf. And, you know, I think John Rahm has some yeah, – I think he's a little shady. So we can get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you're a big Cardinals fan, uh, and they're terrible. Yeah, uh, not a good start to the year. You never want to be ten games back to the Pirates in any <laughs> scenario, but especially to start the season, it seems like every time I've tuned in, we've had a lead in the first four innings and then checked the final score later that night, and we lost somehow. So, yeah, not good. You need to – Get that bullpen locked up. Get some arms in there, but yeah, I, I mean, I say they're terrible. They're not terrible. Yeah, they're just not having a good month. W what's what's going on? Well, right now their lineup is actually doing pretty good. They're towards the upper half of the MLB in total offense, but the pitching is towards the bottom half of the rank. So, not very good. They're kind of letting leads bleed away at the end of games, which can be fixed with some trades, but I don't know if we want to go there yet or if we want to let this it's thing ride May, a little bit. May 1st and you're already <laughs> looking Time to, to blow make it up already. Big, big trades. Yeah. What I mean, what 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 do you have in mind here? I would like to see some people brought in at the deadline. Some people. Yeah. I I mean, I can't that name names. Very specific. I can't name names, but Is that tampering or something? <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. I think our bullpen needs to be locked up a little bit and I think our starting pitching's decent. I mean, Flaherty's coming back from missing some time the last couple of seasons, so I think he'll get better and better as the season goes. And same thing with Wainwright. I mean, he's older player, but a veteran with that kind of savvy, I think, helps the entire roster really bring the kind of swagger every day of the games. And he's been hurt a little bit too, but I think he'll get better as the season goes as well. What kind of role has Yachty? No longer there. Wilson Contreras, who not known for his pitch framing or working with a pitching staff, and now he steps in and the ERA kind of balloons for the Cardinals pitching staff. Is that a coincidence, you think? 
That is a very good point. I'm sure that has some factor in this uh, rough start. And I don't think it was really like understood just how powerful like Yachty was and impactful he was with that bullpen. He really could keep guys under control, keep them calm, knew what he was doing. With that much service time, he was a yeah. savant. So I'm sure Contreras will get better and better too, but I'm pretty happy with his hitting thus far. I mean, only two home runs, but I'm sure those will jump up. His OPS is 762. That's not too bad, but I'd like to see that get up to the mid 800s. Yeah, 800 level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arenado has been off to a terrible start. His OPS, what, 600 right now? Yeah, uh, not, not too good. That's not been good, uh, you know. When we were talking before recording, you were, you know, advocating for just releasing him that he wasn't <laughs> even worth, uh, you know, carrying out the contract just or trading him. Just get rid of him because he's that terrible. And then you have Tyler O'Neill and your manager getting into it over hustling. That's, yeah, that's, always, that's always a good look. That's always not great. the cardinal way, Mister O'Neill. Come on, hustle out. Oh, the cardinal way. I love that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a tough start. So I mean, we're. I mean, you were joking about, you know, being 10 games behind the Pirates. Mm -hmm. That's never good. Not Wh good. Where's your level of concern, though? Uh, it's pretty high, honestly, really? at this point. I mean, I know, obviously, this early on, it always changes. The Angels looked like world beaters last year at this time, and then we saw how that ended up. But I think we'll probably hover around 500 as the season goes. We'll probably get back to that. And if we can make some good moves, I think, I mean, the Brewers and Pirates, who knows how long the Pirates can ride this hot streak out, but the Brewers' starting pitching is pretty scary. If Not they stay <laughs> healthy, which they haven't been yeah. healthy. So, I mean, they do have some injuries, and we'll see what kind of an impact that makes. Uh, as we record this right now on uh, Monday, May 1st, the Cardinals have lost six of seven, fresh off getting swept by the Dodgers and have an off day today. And then, I mean, the schedule for the next two weeks is pretty decent. You've got the Angels and the Tigers, six straight at home, go to Wrigley for three, and then you go to Boston for three. So, uh, I mean, you've got nine games against the Angels, Tigers, and Red Sox, which I would think those are all winnable series. The Cubs are improved this year. I don't know that they're world beaters. So you could go take two or three at Wrigley, and you could – it's it's baseball, right? You got yeah, you anything have can happen. Good two weeks, you get things turned around pretty quickly, and people stop talking about how terrible you are <laughs> and how great you are. I just want to clarify: wasn't being serious about letting Arenado go. <laughs> I, I, one I of my favorite players. I think He's he was stud. I think he was. Uh, all right, well, fine. If you you want to hang on to to <laughs> Nolan, you know, you got to yeah, do we'll, that. We'll we'll take that guy. Yeah. No. Whatever. Uh, Bryce Harper's back. This is what I've been waiting for pretty much since the season started is Bryce Harper's been my favorite player since I was about 12. Really? But, yeah, like Jim Edmonds in the growing up oh. days and transferred over to Harper after Edmonds retired. But, yeah, Edmonds was a cub killer and had a few glorious uh, – <laughs> 
at bats with the Cubs there that he season did. he played with them. He I did. actually became a Cubs fan there for a did little you? bit for that time he was there. It's like the most awkward <laughs> like, few months of my life, very uh, conflicting. Didn't know how to root for him. Yeah, like. how do you handle something like that? He did okay. I, I remember yeah. that year they got to the division series and Manny and the Dodgers took care of him. Oh, but yeah. That was when Manny was cheating. Yeah, when he Babies. was hitting golf swing homers yeah. at Wrigley in that series. Ryan Dempster was doing his little glove flip thing and then yeah. giving up tanks. So, yeah, big Bryce Harper guy. So he said to return. What kind of a difference is that going to make for Philadelphia, though? Well, they're 15 and 14 right now, which isn't too bad for that absolutely stacked NL East. And I'm just happy they got to that because they started out pretty rough and they've been climbing back and Brandon Marsh has been just yeah. absolutely tearing it up. So that's probably gave him a pretty good boost. But now with Harper coming back, I mean, that's going to add a lot of production in that lineup. So we'll see if they can catch Atlanta and the Marlins pitching is pretty solid. So is the NL East the best division in oh, baseball? I think so. Absolutely. Because you're, I mean, you're right. That nobody really talks about the Marlins, but I mean, they're as good. we as we sit today, they're they're in second place. Uh, you still have Atlanta, who I think is still the class of uh, at least that division, if not the National League overall. Uh, the Mets, who maybe if not for Edwin Diaz getting hurt during WBC, are in a b little bit better spot. And then Philadelphia, Miami, and then Washington is terrible, so everybody's going to beat them a lot. Yeah. But yeah, that's one heck of a division. I mean, I don't. I'm. Well, I'm not gonna sleep on the Mets because they've been pretty, pretty chaotic thus far. But yet they're sitting there at 15 and 13. I think there's a lot of wins left for them this year. So is is that that's hands down a better division than the AL East? Tampa, um, Baltimore, uh, Toronto, the Yankees. The Yankees are in last place. Yeah, that's pretty pretty close matchup there. They're all really solid teams. I'm not going to give the Yankees that much credit, but <laughs> they're all good. I'm surprised that the Red Sox are sitting at 15 and 14 right now. I thought they were going to fold pretty early. So this speak, year, but. speaking of folding, who's more likely to fold Baltimore's 19 and nine or the Marlins who are 16 and 13 uh, minus 35. Ooh, yet. <laughs> yeah. Marlins are three games over 500. Uh, the other team that I think is well there's two others really that have surprised uh Arizona three games over 500 currently tied for first in the west and then the Pirates yeah I, 20 and 9 the plus 48 run differential best in the National League and third best in baseball I have no idea what's going on I don't even think they know what's going on over there but man, how does that happen I think they won some games early on and may have got a confidence boost there and Hot bats stay hot. I mean, they're just happening. rocking people, too. Pitching solid, all-around good team. It's not like just a bunch of one-run wins. Uh, they got a bunch of guys you've never heard of Yeah, um, that are just playing out of their minds. Connor Joe, he was a Rocky forever, <laughs> and now he's got an OPS north of 950. Rodolfo Castro, do you know what position he plays? I've never heard of him. Okay, he's their shortstop. Hopefully short that's not bad, but I have not heard of him. Do you know who leads the team in OPS? Uh, it's not McCutcheon. It's not McCutcheon. It? He's an I, outfielder, though. I Jack Sawinski. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard of Jack. <laughs> Pretty solid player. Uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, that 
that has just been quite the story. What I, do you think about the Dodgers at 16 and 13 after losing Turner? Uh, might be a little I, down year I for the Dodgers. I think this is the year to year. get them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it will happen. It's easier said than done. It's like you know, all those years the Cardinals were like down, but it, mm. it was like they're still the Cardinals. Yeah. They still had Yachty and Wainwright. And the Dodgers the, scare me. The Dodgers still have Betts and Freddie Freeman, and their pitching has been injured, and they're going to get healthy there. So, yeah. Kershaw looked okay against the Cardinals, though. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he <laughs> Just pitched. like everyone else does so he, far. He pitched okay. What do you think about the Rays? The surprise of the year maybe thus far other than the Pirates. 23-6 and six right now in that stacked division, too. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, and uh, what's their payroll? Uh, like $5 <laughs> and a bag of chips, I think. Yeah, I think it's below the poverty line. <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty remarkable what they've done. It's interesting, too, because everybody used to credit Joe Madden for all the success of the yeah. Rays. He left, mm -hmm. and – I don't know that it was Joe Madden. <laughs> uh, World Series later and some deep playoff runs, and they just win. They find ways to win in that division that's always pretty good, and I'm a big fan of them because they <laughs> take out the Yankees. That's always good. But So their payroll is just under $60 million, mm. which <laughs> is not the worst in base. That's not even true. It's uh, seventy-three million. Okay. Uh, which is twenty-eighth. Did they pay Randy? A Rosarena? Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember if they did or not. The the Orioles are twenty-ninth, uh, and the A's, who are awful, are oh uh, are last. They're fifty-nine million. But yeah, third worst payroll. The Pirates have the fourth worst payroll, and the Rays and the Pirates have been the two best teams in baseball. That is interesting to see how that works out. Yeah. What do you think about the A's move to Vegas potentially coming up here in a few years? I, I, you know, I don't, I don't love it. I love like the, I love the A's playing in a horrible stadium. It just <laughs> is like I don't know, very nostalgic for yeah. me. But uh, I mean, something's got to change, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, when you've got possums living in your broadcast booth, I mean, it might be time for a change. I, I mean, don't know. I think I enjoy it, but that's because I don't have to go to the Coliseum. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. To watch mm -hmm. games, you know, like maybe I would enjoy it less if I worked there full time. <laughs> uh, I sh don't think the players are fond of it with the dugouts not having any safety nets in front yeah. of it, the weird foul dimensions. I've heard the locker rooms are pretty rough. But, yeah, I'm actually a fan of the move. I think the Vegas A's, good name. Uh, I think Vegas is on the rise as a sports city. The Golden Knights made a pretty big splash yep. in their first year there making the The finals. Raiders had a great year <laughs> last year. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, wait, it's the Raiders. Never mind. Yeah, Derek Carr just threw it to the other team. Yeah, hey, I won't slander Derek Carr on this program. Big, big fan of him off the field, but yeah, he's yeah. I used to really like Derek Carr. Yeah, but um, it was like what a year ago. I'll never play for anyone that's not the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. I would just retire. Yeah, yeah, that lasted a long time. I mean, I when he decided not to come to the game when he got benched, I. Yeah, I kind of 100%. felt like mixed on it because I mean, you want to be there with your teammates, but 
I also think he was probably like done at that point, which I don't think that's a good reason not to show up. But yep. big fan of him off the field. He's had some pretty good sermons and stuff. If you guys ever want to check that out, it's pretty interesting. Who wants to go play for the A's? It's tough to compete for free agents. Um, I mean, ultimately, I think they need to spend more money. They too. might just have to have their AAA team be the new MLB. Team. There is a AAA team in Vegas. Yeah. I wonder what will happen to them. I don't. They get good uh, attendance there. The I've Zephyrs heard. or something, aren't they? It used to be the fifty-one. Maybe that's what it is. Fifty-ones or something. They're in the Pacific Coast League. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything what you, else? Uh, what, do, what do we think about the Royals here? <laughs> Looks like they're off to another Kansas City Are Royal they moving start. to Vegas too? <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> they no, might I'm sorry. Uh, ask if they can join up forces <laughs> with the A's and maybe win 50 games. They might move to a new ballpark, which I think would, would – I love Kaufman, but I think that would be a really sweet move. I am super torn on that because uh-huh. I'm a big fan of Kaufman. I think it's – It's very underrated. One of the best parks yep. I've been to. I the vibe there is definitely different. It's very pretty to the eye too, but man, the Royals. I I'm a Cardinals fan, but I've got sympathy for the Royals being from Missouri and man, I want <laughs> them to every, be good so bad. <laughs> that everyone man. wants to hear that other fan bases have sympathy for you. Uh, that's just a slap Forever in the face. Forever Royal, guys. Forever Royal. <laughs> I mean, for them to win the way they've built their team is pretty much it's really hard i mean they did it right they had they had all the the prospects that you know got to the big leagues and had a lot of success all at the same time but if you're not going to spend money on good free agents to supplement that yeah you have to hit on every draft you have to be what the rays have done and that's what has made i mean that's what's so remarkable about what tampa has done is they're nailing drafts they're nailing trades kansas city hasn't done that and so you really, if you're not going to spend money, you pigeonhole yourself into just being incredible Mediocre. at drafting. Yeah. And you have to be better than big market teams at drafting who will spend money on free agents. So, Speaking of spending money, what do we think about the Chicago White Sox at 8-21? and 21 with Not good. Usually one of the higher payrolls in baseball. Bring back La Russa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not good. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you go out and you spend a lot of money on Andrew Benintendi. That was mm. one of your big free agent acquisitions. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a struggle for – Did they re-sign that pitcher they had? I can't even remember his name. <laughs> Maybe not that good great if content. I can't remember his name. What's his – yeah, uh, what do you mean? Lance Lynn? Did oh, you, no, no. Did you hear how uh, Steve Stone, who's the TV color commentator, said that Lance Lynn should maybe eat a couple more salads? Oh, that's not good. Yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> um, Did he get in trouble? I, you know, I don't know. I would like to know how um, that conversation with Lance went over the next time Steve walked into the clubhouse. Lance looked pretty good last year, but then in that World Baseball Classic, he did his best to have the other team win, so I don't know. See, I'm Googling – did the White Sox resign <laughs> that one pitcher, uh, Mike Clevenger? They no. have Mike Clevenger, no. Carlos Rodon. Man, I cannot remember his name. Was he right-handed, left-handed? Lucas Giolito? 
Listen to oh, the Battery C's, Podcast. C's. Oh, Dylan, Dylan C's. C's. Yeah, he's still with him. Okay. He still the, I think he still has the mustache, too. Yeah. I think that's why he's so good. Yeah, I went to a game at uh, that ballpark last year, and they played the Angels, and Trout struck out four times. Oh, my goodness. Cease was pitching. Yeah, he's he's outstanding. A yeah, former Cubs prospect. Crazy movement. Mm-hmm. Glad he's on the good good team in he's Chicago on, now. On the south side. All right. Any the other Astros, baseball? Yeah. 15 and 13. That's kind of underwhelming for what I'm sure most people thought they would be at at this point. But It's because of Dusty Baker. <laughs> it's all Dusty's fault. He's got his gloves on to pull apart some brisket. He's got his toothpick in. Yeah. He uh, <laughs> wristbands on in case he's, he's got to feel the ball or he's something. He's going to let uh, Mark Pryor throw 180 pitches Yeah. and uh, not go visit the mound after the Steve Bartman incident <laughs> in game six of the 2003 NLCS. I've let it go, though. It's okay. Big dusty guy. I was cheering against the Astros last year, just not even because of the cheating, but just because I don't like Dusty. You asked like how I felt about Steve Bartman. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with Bartman. Dusty? Mm. Dusty and the Cardinals have a long history, too, when he was on the Reds. I mean, that those Reds teams were fun to root against <laughs> as a Cardinals yeah. fan. But, yeah, he's a good manager, though. I like him. You got in a screaming, uh, multiple screaming matches with Tony La Russa back oh, yeah. in the day. Big rivalry there. And there were Cardinals, Cubs, Giants, Cardinals. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But you can't knock the guy because everywhere he has gone, he has won. He is a winner. That's Except for, sure. for this year where he's only 15. <laughs> hey, hey, well, they're going to turn it around. They just came off the championship. They've got the championship hangover going, but they're going to turn it the, on. That mm, is the second worst division of baseball. <laughs> Behind the AL Central? Uh, Maybe. I mean, granted, there's only six divisions, but, yeah, not great. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to play the A's that many times, you better add some wins on that. Yes, 100%. Speaking of which, the Angels, 15 and 14, very angel-like record to have for them. Seems like they're in form. Just a game over 500. What was that game the other day? I think it was a couple days ago. Mike Trout homered twice. I think Otani had three hits, and they lost 7-5 to five to the Brewers. So <laughs> it's really that meme in real life playing out. Uh, but they can do anything and everything yep. that they're going to lose. Yep, that's, uh, that's fair. The Angels experience. 100%. 100%. All right. I think that's probably good on baseball. Coming up next, we will (laughs) break down the NBA playoff. Welcome back to the Battery Podcast with Peyton and uh, you wanted me to say John and Peyton. Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah, I like your name in front. Okay, so the Battery Podcast with John and Peyton. Uh, NBA playoffs going on. And uh, how much NBA playoffs have you watched? I actually have watched a little bit. I've watched part of the Heat Bucks series. I uh, let's see, watched a lot of Lakers games as a LeBron fan. I oh, will admit, no, I did not know this. I about am a LeBron you. fan, a LeBron how? truther. He's top two all time, and he may not be two. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> Get out of my house right now! Uh oh, <laughs> that bad. 
but I have watched some Warriors games as well because Steph Curry I'm also a fan of. So yeah, it's good basketball. Warriors are very I can, I can fun ap- watch. I can appreciate Steph because, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's like cut, but he looks <laughs> like a, a dude. LeBron yeah. looks like a freak. Yeah, LeBron is a beast, and Steph, I mean, in his own right, is a beast, but on the compared to other NBA players, looks like just an average Joe, pretty much. But I loved watching Steph in college at Davidson when he looked like a middle schooler, <laughs> and he was just you know making jumpers from thirty feet like they were layups. And of course, he does that now at the next level. Yeah, I mean, so to me, like that's that's something. Um, you walk in an NBA locker room. There's like I'm sure, a, a bu- so kind of looks like an NFL locker room at times. If you got LeBron and some mm-hmm. of the big guys, but yeah. Steph, I feel like, I mean, yeah, he's he's a bigger dude, but he's not. He's not athletic comparatively to other NBA players. I he's quick. Say that. He's quick. He's agile. God. He's not built the same way, but that doesn't mean he's not athletic. I mean, comparatively to LeBron. And other NBA guys who are jumping out of the so gym. So what does it take to be an athlete? Look like LeBron. <laughs> play like LeBron. Michael Jordan. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to think of, like, just the best basketball build, I'd say Jimmer Fredette, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, Steph, I think he just has a lot of God-given talent, and he works hard. I've heard some crazy stories about his work ethic where – free agent guys or not free agent guys but people who get drafted by the Warriors will come in for a workout with them and the team and they just like literally can't believe he just goes and goes and goes and never gets tired it seems like I guess but yeah 50 points in that game seven against the Kings to put them over the top the Warriors over the top so now we're gonna get what we want and we're gonna get the Warriors Lakers playing and LeBron and Steph are going to run it back here again for I'm not sure how many times now. It seems like they've played a dozen times now, but Steph's definitely gotten the upper hand thus far with his stack teams yeah. <laughs> facing the Cavs in those finals. But I think this is a pretty even matchup here, so I'm excited to see what happens. I still like Steph. I can't cheer for Golden State. I can't either. I mean, they've just become so obnoxious. Draymond Green um, is Draymond Green. And, I mean, you punch a teammate and you get away with it. Didn't they get rid of? So you're saying you don't like Michael Jordan. Did Michael Jordan punch a teammate? Steve Kerr. Yeah. Like close fist? In a practice, close fist punched him in the face. Yeah. Was that in uh, Last Dance? Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. I forgot that. But apparently. they bonded off of it, I guess. Selective <laughs> listening for me. They bonded off The Jordan off of fans it. like to wash away that stuff. They don't want to bring that stuff up. <laughs> Bron's a better teammate, even though he'll jump ship eventually <laughs> wherever he goes. Oh, boy. That's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and then you have the Lakers, uh, who I've, you know, struggled to support too. So, I don't know. I just hope whoever wins in that series loses. <laughs> well, the Nuggets look pretty good after they blew the Suns out in their opening game in that series. And for those of you who don't know, Kevin Durant is now a Phoenix Sun. 
joining uh, the ranks with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. So a lot of scoring on that team. But what do you mean for those of you that didn't that happen like a long time ago? ago yeah. but man, he, you act like he's you on just... a different team every year pretty much. <laughs> so you got to keep up. For those of you that don't know, six months ago. <laughs> for you, for those of you who don't know, Michael Jordan has joined the Wizards. Breaking news. <laughs> just saw that. Oh, man. Uh, so you have the Suns and the Nuggets and then the 76ers and the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, Sixers look really good. I think the winner of the Celtics-Sixers series is going to go to the finals. I don't think the Knicks have any chance at all. They don't have the firepower. The Heat are scrappy. I like that. Jimmy Butler is a leader, very good leader. He's been he's led them to the finals before. He's already had some crazy performances against the Bucks, which I uh, have to point out Giannis once again <laughs> has a rough playoff series. I know he won a championship a couple of years ago, but he often does kind of fall short in the playoffs, so I don't know. Interesting. You can say more about that. You don't have I'm, to stop I'm short a, of saying your true feelings. I appreciate feelings. Giannis. I like him, but I just don't like when people like crown him over LeBron. You know, I think LeBron is. You're just a little top, defensive top over dog. your guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't talk bad about. You're LeBron. a little jealous. That's my friend. You're a little jealous. Yeah. Oh, Giannis boy. is good though. I'm. I mean, he's literally won a championship, so I can't say that much about him. But and had a dominant series in that finals. Yeah, I mean, but. 50 points in the closing game. It's pretty legendary. Lakers, Warriors, uh, 76ers, Celtics, Heat, and Knicks, and who am I missing? Suns and Nuggets. Yeah. The Nuggets are an interesting team because I don't really know like just how good they are because Jamal Murray is their point guard. He's a stud, can light it up. He has been out for a couple of years in the postseason. So the last two postseasons, I believe, they didn't have him. But if you remember in that bubble, he absolutely lit it up, having 50-point games here and there, was playing like prime Jordan pretty much in the bubble. Their best player, though, is uh, Michael Porter Jr. Oh, that's what I thought. Pride of Mizzou. Yeah, Mizzou product. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was so great for the Tigers that one year. Yeah, I remember that. And he was shooting air balls in the NCAA tournament. I remember the glorious three games he played or however many it was. The best thing he did, you know, that I remember was, was had that really to good, Mizzou. Had that really good dunk in high school. Yeah. He, like, jumped over <laughs> three people or something crazy. Yeah. He is a solid player, though, on that team. He's a really good I can't believe he's player. healthy enough to play. I would have – I mean, yeah. when he – after that year at Mizzou, I was like, he's going to be a bust. Yeah. But he actually hasn't been. He had a – he kind of shined in the bubble, too, a little bit. He had an impressive breakout in that. So are you, so are you ready to make your picks? Uh, winner of the Warriors-Lakers series – goes to the finals winner of the Sixers Celtics series goes to the finals I think if the Lakers can get AD going he's going to absolutely dominate the Warriors they don't have any answer for him I know Draymond's a pretty good defender but he'll probably end up fouling out or getting injected (laughs) at some point so and AD has been a beast this postseason thus far so yeah and LeBron's kind of slept walk through that first round I mean 
the mortal Dylan Brooks called him out and he had to step up a little and <laughs> had that 20 rebound game to kind of silence him a little bit. But he, I think he only scored like 18, 20 points in every game pretty much. So LeBron's kind of rested, I think, which is not a good sign if you're the Warriors. So you can bully guards on the offensive yeah. end. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. All right. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, the Warriors-Lakers, that's a huge marquee series. So I'm sure that will get a lot of viewers. Um, maybe not me. We'll see. So, John, did you ever get to see Magic Johnson play? How old do you think I am? Uh, 50. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. I mean, I've only seen highlights of him, so I can't really give a – fair judgment on this topic but Steph Curry he's climbing up on that all-time uh list there especially in the point guard section him and Magic are right there together and I don't know I think Steph's got a lot of a lot of skills and talent that might uh make make him leapfrog Magic mm. here in a couple of years what, what does it take then well, he's the all-time three-point scorer already okay. with several years left. He's a four-time champion, got that finals MVP finally last year. And, of course, Magic is a five-time champion. I think he won three MVPs. Steph has two. But what's really interesting to me is Steph has changed basketball forever pretty much. If you go to an AAU game or a kid's game. They just or, cast it from yeah. 40 feet. Yeah, it's just literally walk past half court, shoot it. That's pretty much how today's game goes now, and that's pretty much in large part because of Steph and that Warriors team and how they pretty much started playing analytical basketball. Mm. So I think people are following suit now. But Magic wasn't much of a scorer if you look at his all-time stats. He was more of a, like – just below 20 points a game type guy, but obviously the best passer of all time. Yeah, he, he didn't need to score <laughs> on those teams. Yeah, yeah, he did his role, and he was – I mean, what's interesting too is he was a 6'9 point guard, yeah. which was just mind-boggling at that time. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at the NBA now, that's not impressive at all really. <laughs> I mean, everyone's pretty much 6'8", 6'9". LeBron is pretty much magic, but bigger, stronger, faster – better shooter so yeah I think that kind of was Magic's thing too was he was a 6'9 point guard which was pretty much unheard of it's so hard to compare eras yeah it, it really is it's I mean, just more it's physical complete, game yeah Steph's not a physical player which I a lot of people will say which I agree with but man he is might be the most talented player just off skill to be able to <laughs> if you ever watch his highlights, it's literally looks fake. He just heaves it up, and it just perfect swish. It's unbelievable. He, I mean, he took all his cues from Jimmer, like you said. Yeah, I mean, he saw what Jimmer did and was like, hey, I might try to play like that. That's exactly what uh, happened. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to compare. Uh, is he better than Magic? Maybe. Better at shooting. Yeah. Probably better at dribbling. Not a better passer. Probably not a better defender. I think that's safe to say, but. I don't know. If you were building an all-time starting five of NBA legends, who would you have at the point guard? Yeah, I don't know. Um, depends on what you're looking for, I guess. Yeah, I think I, it depends on the ma- – because I think Magic is going to be your choice depending on what your other four – got a lot of scores yeah. on the team. You might need a distributor. Yeah. But 
Man, Steph is impressive. All right, that wraps up basketball. Coming up next, we'll talk a little golf. Welcome back to the Battery Podcast with John and Peyton. We've talked baseball. We've talked NBA. We'll talk a little golf here with our um, your scratch golfer on the podcast. I don't know if it's still at that now. I had to play a few rounds with – I play preferred lies. I have to clarify You that. didn't get like 30 mulligans on these no, rounds like you no. did at The th- good thing about Scottsdale. TPC Scottsdale is it's all wide open desert oh, left yeah. and right of the fairway. Yeah. So if you absolutely hit one off the face of the earth, you still got a clean lie. Okay. So that's probably what saved me a lot there, but – also putted out of my mind that day. So. What's your handicap? Do you even know? I'm not sure, really. I mean, I play preferred lies, so I'm not sure how much that. And I that, don't yeah. know if it even counts, but, yeah. I try to get out and play a little bit with a couple of my buddies and uncle and dad a little bit. There so, you go. Yeah. All right. So, uh, in the golf world, uh, I mean, it's been a big last few weeks for golf. You had the Masters. You had the RBC. Uh, you know, the Zurich, I, are you into couple golf? Does that interest you at all? In couple golf? Well, like, like the what was it, the Zurich Invitational oh, yeah, yeah. in New Orleans the where you're playing with a – Yeah, yeah. You're I play- mean, that event really isn't marketed that much. They don't really talk about it. And I saw Cantley and Shoffley yeah. were on a team and figured they'd win, and they didn't. They didn't. So that was – I don't even remember who won. It was yeah. – I don't think it was anyone Some guys crazy. I was I didn't really know who they yeah. were. Uh, you know, I got to think. I don't really. That doesn't interest me. But I think it would interest me if it's uh, JT and Spieth, if it's uh, yeah. Rom playing uh, with whoever. You know, like mm-hmm. if it's Phil and Kepka, like that would be a little bit well, different, right? Uh, Phil and Kepka <laughs> on the amateur tour right now, but <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would. It would be cool to see them. But I think that tournament's kind of set up as like a by week for the good players yeah. a lot of times they don't want to play that because it's right after the masters i'm They've sure the good people of new orleans exhausted. love that yeah <laughs> they had good players in there this year but yeah they I mean, had a few there yeah. wasn't really a power grouping other than cantley and shoffley yeah. that i can recall i think really. max homa played in it yeah uh, oh yeah him and colin morikawa were on a team yeah. i don't think they did burns might have played in it i can't remember yeah. i know else. fitzpatrick and his brother were a team yeah, that's right think uh maddie ice maddie sketchers uh carried him a little bit in that but yeah so but it's been you know it's been a nice little run for golf um you know the masters was obviously interesting to us because we went to a practice round yeah i mean it's interesting anyway but Mm -hmm. you go there and then you have newfound respect for the hills and i when people say like tv doesn't do it justice that is a perfect way to describe it it was like standing there on the fairway at one you look up and you're like wow i can't even like see the sky the sky's blocked out (laughs) but i just couldn't even imagine hitting off of it it was the grass was perfect everything was in order like nothing out of place at all it was mesmerizing and the masters you know brings a lot um you know they had really nice weather for a few days you had a hundred foot tall trees just yeah. falling down. I think I remember that tree. That's where you were leaning against earlier at the practice <laughs> It was round. my fault. Yeah, it finally gave way, but yeah. That, that was it. 
and then uh, I mean, you got bad weather, and then you know you had Sunday, which they had pretty decent weather, uh, and you have John Rahm who made a big comeback. Brooks Kepka just fell apart. Kepka was prepared for uh, three rounds of golf. I think that's what he was used to uh, on the web <laughs> oh. tour. But yeah, uh, John Rahm is definitely just unreal. He is the best player in the world, without a doubt. I was looking over his stats. He is in like the top 10 in literally about everything, driving, putting, iron play. It's yep. unreal how good he is. Uh, his performance at the Mexico Open on Saturday when he shot a 61. With a par on a par five on the last hole. I mean, it was unreal. just, it was, I like I texted you and I'm mm-hmm. like, he's cheating. Yeah. Like, this is not real. <laughs> I'm not watching like real golf. This he ha- He's got something up his sleeve. I don't know what it is. He's cheating. Because this is just not even – it's not possible. If you watch the highlights, too, I didn't get to watch it live, unfortunately, but I looked at the highlight tape of it. He was making bombs, putts, like this from everywhere. 35 feet. Unreal how good he is. And they're now putting, like, you know, ESPN or the Golf Channel – it wasn't ESPN, uh, CBS or the Golf Channel is putting up, like, 5% – chance of yeah, make uh, and he's just but that's for the normal human being <laughs> not john rom yeah 100 percent uh so uh john rom huge performance to win the masters uh then... i was rooting for him pretty hard <laughs> i i like kepka he was one of my favorite players when he was on the tour and i still like him we had the privilege of uh brooks effing being... kepka it's <laughs> his favorite word being, i'm pretty we, sure uh we're on the driving range at augusta and had a had the privilege of hearing him talk to one of his buddies there. And, man, he likes to curse up a storm, but that's just Brooks. You know? It's a real – If you watch the full swing on Netflix, that yeah. TV show, yeah. that's perfectly him in real life. It is really him. That's a real dunk on somebody uh, when you just say, I was on the you know the practice range yeah. at Augusta. Like that, just starting yeah. a sentence with that. And some insider scoop knowledge that I don't think was ever brought to light. He uh, mentioned how Rory – in the, what was it, the weight room, the exercise yeah. room at Augusta, threw a medicine ball through the wall, guessing uh, he didn't know it was yeah, <laughs> drywall through, through there. Threw some drywall. Yeah, so, and Brooks mentioned how the next day when everyone came back in, it had already been patched over, painted, like nothing had happened. So, yeah, Augusta's pretty awesome. Augusta, Augusta was great. The Masters, uh, exceptional again, continues to deliver. It's like the NCAA tournament. Yeah. It's like every year, it's awesome. Like there's never an off year for the Masters. There's never an off year for the NCAA tournament. There's off years for, you know, some uh, playoffs and certain sports, but yeah, not in the Masters and not in the NCAA tournament. What, what would you say your favorite part of the time there was? Uh, I mean, I, I think just seeing the course itself. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I went to the PGA when it was in St. Louis a few years ago. So I'd seen golfers, mm-hmm. seen Spieth, I'd seen Tiger. I was not as concerned with that. I wanted show me the course. Yeah. And yeah. it delivered. I had the combination of both because I had not seen a tour event before. And uh, I'm sure you can sp- spread some light on how I was acting, looking for Spieth. <laughs> So yeah, it was a little creepy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's a restraining order somewhere. It uh, was unfortunate because we were on the range and we had seen, like, saw every player there pretty much except for Tiger, which he wasn't playing that day for rest. But 
Spieth never showed up, and every time a car pulled up to drop someone off, I was running over, is that Jordan? Is that Spieth? And he didn't turn up, but we did get to see him on 16 and 17, yep. thankfully. I so. believe the quote was, I'm going to get within three feet of him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was that creepy. It wasn't that bad. But <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you threatened to jump over the rope to tackle him. Yeah. I <laughs> Maybe jump over and get a selfie with him or something, maybe. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, the Masters was, you know, incredible. Um, RBC the next weekend in uh, at Hilton Head was fantastic yeah. again. I, you know, I don't know what the, the guys on tour think about having a designated event the week after the Masters. That's probably tough. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough turnaround. Everybody, except for Rory, <laughs> showed yep, up. Yep. And I, did you see uh, John Rahm's quote about that? No. When they asked him about it. They basically were like, well, he just – won the Masters, like, why are you still here competing this week? And he's like, I made a commitment. I'm going to show up and I'm going to play, which hats off to John Rahm. That's a good attitude. Yeah. It makes me like him even more. He's 100%. Great guy. Seems seems like it for sure. Uh, so RBC was a, another great event. It's fun watching the best players go at it. It's a cool course. It's very unique looking on TV for sure. Very interesting layout. And Spieth loses to Matty Fitzpatrick in uh, a playoff that lasted three holes. Yeah, uh, that was one of the worst <laughs> worst events of the year for me to watch because uh, as a Spieth fan, it's just so frustrating sometimes because he has so many chances and he just can't get it to fall. That final like playoff just had those two putts yeah. just missed. It was excruciating, <laughs> excruciating to watch. But Jordan's had – some good uh, performances this year at the Arnold Palmer. I think he was leading at one point. He had a chance at the Valspar, had a chance at Hilton Head. Did good in the Masters, so I like how he's trending. But, yeah, I think he'll be able to get a win this year. But And I'm also happy with his play overall because, as you know, he had that several-year drought there of no wins and just wasn't playing good. But, I think it's good for golf that he's back to normal, back to winning and playing good. So, yeah. So a big time at the RBC. Uh, we had the, the Zurich. Last weekend was the Mexico Open, which uh, Rom won last year, comes in second to mm -hmm. Tony Finau. Yeah. Who, God love Tony yeah. Finau. We saw him on the at Augusta on the course. Really big family guy, just awesome dude overall. And he's got a game that matches it. Yeah. It's the, beast 100 percent. so uh it's been you know it's been a good few weeks and then the wells fargo is coming up this weekend in charlotte yeah this is gonna be a good tournament there's a really good turnout in the field a lot of star players are going to be there so i think it's another designated event uh, if okay. i gotcha. i'm not mistaken so i'm sure that helps uh max homo won it last year i, yeah. I love max homo yes he's he is awesome he is <laughs> so funny he is hilarious um Smooth swing. He's literally awesome. Can putt, can do everything. <laughs> Let's talk a little more about live golf. Oh, boy. No, it's a pretty divisive topic. What, what are your thoughts on it? Well, okay. I can go two different ways here. Um, it's a free market. So if you want to start a business that competes with another business, you can do that. Um, and we just don't see that a lot at the professional sports yeah. level. You see it in football we've seen the xfl you know try to compete with the nfl and fail horribly yep. you don't see it in baseball you don't see it in basketball 
haven't seen it in golf until now. As a consumer of golf, I don't like it because I want all the best players on the same tour so I can watch them battle out. But the morality side of it is a completely different picture. If you look at where the money comes from and all that stuff for Liv, um, I think it's probably pretty easy to not be a fan of Liv. But if you're just saying from a a sheer market perspective, yeah, Liv can enter the picture, and if they can – woo golfers away then the pga needs to step up which you know the pga to their credit has done they've increased purse sizes so i'm I'm not a fan of live i don't like it i don't think it's good for the game but i also i i I understand that like you know they've got money and they can woo players away from pga yeah i i've heard every argument pretty much for live and against live and i understand that donors and like funding for the PGA come from similar entities but uh I I don't even dislike it for that necessarily as much as just the product is horrible the team aspect of it the terrible TV coverage I just think it's hilarious that they think that people want to watch like team golf like yeah that's pretty much their marketing push is like hey this is a team with like Patrick Reed Dustin Johnson and then two guys you saw at river cut yesterday <laughs> like it just makes no sense to me why they think that would be it would be better obviously the three rounds of golf isn't what people want to watch people like four rounds they like seeing a sunday charge and drama but i will never knock the players i guess for taking money for their families even though they have a lot of money already obviously but i mean it's their choice they made a choice They'll have to live with the consequences of it, obviously. But, and I just, I feel sad because I love so many of the players who went there. And, like, I, if you just look at DeChambeau, even, he was reaching the pinnacle of golf a couple of years ago when he was dominating, changing the game, literally. And now he's, like, irrelevant. Like, you don't hear about no. him. He's playing terrible. He can't even crack the top 20 on a live tour event, which is just insane to me. So I think maybe the money made him lose a little drive, possibly, a little will to win, and he's taken care of financially. So, I mean, I'm sure it does affect your drive a little bit. but And just not having DJ and Brooks especially is tough because I really like them. But, yeah, I think live golf has been good for golf in some ways because, as you mentioned, like the PGA has ramped up its – purse sizes it's uh made it more player friendly in many ways like adding the money adding uh certain events they can miss i think it's brought more attention to golf certainly and i don't know if you've seen the will ferrell movie coming out about the pga and live tour golf another will ferrell movie Hey, I'm down for it. I love will ferrell but Uh, it's interesting for sure uh you should have stopped at elf (laughs) Was Step Brothers after or before Elf? I don't remember. Huh. I don't know. Will Ferrell's good, though. I'm never going to knock him. I, I think it'll be interesting with Liv to see how the players who are on the Liv tour, uh, will they still qualify for majors? Like You have Taylor Gooch, who may miss, I think it's the Open, mm-hmm. um, because his world ranking is plummeting, because he's not earning... 
got points. I don't think they should get points. I don't think it's a professional level event. So if you're one of if you're the the masters, mm-hmm. uh, are you not worried about Brooks Kepka or whoever not making? It kind of looks like they've taken the stance of, like, we're going to let them play. And, like, they're going to have to be in the certain ranking, yeah. obviously, but they're not going to ban them outright, which I think is a good idea. I don't think they should be banned from the majors. You want the best players there. But uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of them have been doing, like, uh, Asian tour events to try to get world ranking points and, like, the Shambo right now, I don't think would be eligible for the majors, but he's won that 2020 U.S. Open, so he has that extension and grant into the tournament. So he has fallen off the charts on his world ranking. Yeah, but yeah. I, it, it'll. It's just interesting. I mean, I don't really feel sympathy for him. Yeah, you, me you guys, either. It's you like knew you this took a giant bag. Yep. Like what? I mean, you took a lot of money, and yeah. you knew this was a risk. Yeah. Um. You know, you were hoping that. They would change the rules so that you could continue to play in majors, but you didn't know that for sure, and yeah. that you know that's on you. It, yeah, and I really miss Cam Smith too. I forgot he was there, so yeah, he's a stud player. But I think Kepka had some quotes after the Masters that kind of felt like I miss this kind of competition of golf. You know, I think he might have lost some confidence after those injuries and wasn't playing good and. Yeah, I think it can shake you up and be like, well, do I need to just get my money? And, like, I don't know how to, like, put it, but I think he misses that competitive spirit because he is a competitive guy and likes the thrill of competition and winning. And I don't, I really don't think that's on the live tour because it's literally a team setting. I know they yep. still give the trophy to the, guy who has the best individual score but i mean it's just not the same feeling and, and especially when they're wearing shorts on the course this <laughs> takes some of the mystique out of it yeah you're you're a big pants guy on the course yeah. so you were like the only spectator <laughs> at the masters in pants yeah. on an 80 degree day yeah. um yeah and those live guys have to stay with the live tour through the 2025 season otherwise i think they have to pay back like yeah. three or four times what they were paid so yeah. they're there for at least this year and the next two, mm-hmm. uh, and then it'll be interesting. So, I mean, Liv's got the next two and a half years here to really capitalize on um, taking something back from the PGA, and if they don't do that, I think that window is closed. Yeah. Uh, if the PGA can outlast Liv for these next two and a half years, I, I think Liv will fold, but we'll see. It's just – so funny to me because they really do have a chance to make a real like push against them but their formatting is so So bad bad. it's like you don't have to be different you can literally do the same format and just be better like do your like concerts on the course thing that they do all that stuff which i'm not a fan of but i can understand why people may be attracted to that kind of thing but just that format they have just ruins it so all right, well, I think that's probably good for episode number one of the Battery Podcast with John and Peyton. Uh, we'll be back. I don't know when. We'll have – we talk about every other week yeah, maybe. Yeah, some, sometime soon. Maybe the Cardinals will have 12 wins by that time. <laughs> what are they, if we're 10 lucky, right now? 10, yeah. I, I wouldn't count on it. Double figures. wouldn't count on it, though. 
Uh, well, you better. Uh, so, yeah, so thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll take your feedback. I'm sure we were horrible, uh, but we'll, we'll gladly take your feedback. Any final words? <laughs> good one. Have a good time, guys. All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.